All right, folks, it's been a while. I think it's been about eight months since the last time we put out an episode. I've been super busy with everything going on. Uh, life's been crazy, been working way too much, trying to get out in the summer and play some golf. I apologize. I just haven't made time for the podcast. I've been trying to get some people on here and there, but our schedules never seem to line up. Uh, the usual suspects, uh, Andrew and Jake, have been super busy. Uh, Ethan and Dennis have been super busy. You know, it's like all, a lot of the other regular guests have been just have a lot going on right now, and I just I apologize. I just haven't made the time to sit down and record some podcasts. But after the election that we just had here in Ohio, I was super excited about the results. I was very proud of the Ohio voters on issue one and issue two about abortion and legal marijuana for recreational purposes. And I wanted to do a podcast, so I reached out to Ethan France and Dennis Heil, some of our regular, more distinguished, not, not distinguished, more of our favorite guests. And we definitely had a good conversation. I was super excited to get their take on everything, especially with uh, the marijuana and CHLs, your concealed handgun license. I knew they would have some good insights on that. And of course, in typical uncensored humanity fashion, we get way off in the weeds and we talk about all kinds of crazy shit because we haven't sat down and had a chance to talk like this for a while. Uh, We talked about, obviously, the issues about abortion, uh, government control of uh, medical decisions. We definitely got into talking about society and what's going on, Uh, the election process, uh, presidential election coming up. relationships, I mean, (laughs) all kinds of crazy shit. So it was definitely a great conversation, and hopefully you guys enjoy it as much as I know that I did. I definitely miss doing this. This was a lot of fun, and I need to be doing more of this in the future. So without any further ado, please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. All right, we're back, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's been quite a while since we've recorded a podcast uh if you've forgotten this is the uncensored humanity podcast i'm your host matt hess we have two of our favorite guests with us mr ethan france what up gangsters and dennis heil howdy so how the hell are you boyos doing good living man just it's been a crazy couple of months i feel and it's (laughs) it's it's crazy to think that it's it's almost fucking thanksgiving yeah, you know, like right. a, in a few weeks it's gonna be Christmas. It's like holy hell! Like where did this whole year go? And yeah, and I've been so busy with work and everything else, and trying to get outside, and enjoy the summer, and see friends, and do things, yep. and do whatever. And I've got the uh, the basement renovation still going on in the podcast studio, so we're kicking it old school upstairs <laughs> in my living room <laughs> with yeah. the folding table and everything. So we're just kind of making do the best we can, but obviously it's not too bad because we can still just sit down here and yeah. bullshit, which is always a good thing. It feels the same. It feels the same. It kind of almost feels like the first couple episodes that we did. Yeah, because yeah. they, they were all kind of up here. So mm-hmm. so I was, I was telling Dennis before you got here, Ethan, that hopefully the, uh, the renovation will be at least – uh, far enough along where I can start using the space again by the end of the year. But like anything else, it all depends <laughs> on time and money. Mm. And I'm short on both of those things. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. need me a right. sugar mama to start paying for some shit. Mm. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the reason that we're going to do this podcast today is from the local election that we just had here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And there were two big issues that both passed that I was actually a little bit surprised of. And I was excited and wanted to do a podcast. So I texted these boys. I said, hey. 
let's do a podcast this weekend about the election results. And like, yeah, let's do it. So here we are. So issue number one that we voted on here in Ohio was for, uh, was like to what, take away the government ban on abortion here in Ohio. Correct? Uh, is that the best way to word that? Probably. Because there, there was a ban before where there was no abortion allowed whatsoever, period, end of story. No, um, what's that word I'm looking for? No circumstances for, or no exceptions for no exceptions anything. For Just anything. period, yeah. can't do it, done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then issue number two was legal marijuana. Yeah. And I was excited about that one. Now, that one's come up here in the state before, but... Unfortunately, it's not been just make it legal. It's always been like, hey, let this company come in and they're the only ones who can control it and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I've always seen those as bad ideas. Like, in my mind, it's going to be legal. I should be able to grow it in my backyard. So, yeah. like, if it's going to be legal, let's make it legal. And that's that's kind of what this one was. Of course, like any other bill, it's written by politicians. There's always bullshit in there to protect themselves or give special interest groups issues and all that kind of stuff. But essentially, those are the two items that we were kind of talking about. So, mm-hmm. um, what are your guys' thoughts on it in general, like overall? But then specifically, like, are you guys as dumbfounded as I was? that they actually both passed. Honestly, I thought number one would pass. I thought the abortion would pass, but I thought that weed would go down. I thought it would be close, but I figured it would not pass. See, I, th- I thought that... It, the opposite? Yeah, I figured the weed would pass, like that would get legalized. Um, that seemed to have a ton of support for it this time, now that they you know, kind of rewrote it a different way. Um, it was the, the abortion issue one. I wasn't sure if that would get voted yes or no. I, I would agree with you on that. Um I wasn't 100% certain how I thought issue one would turn out. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I went to go vote and I was standing there in line, I was like, yep, issue two is going to pass. Well, the caliber of individuals who are standing there voting, not not to be judgmental, but that just kind of yeah. struck me as like, yeah, I'll bet I know why that guy's here. You know, you've never voted before in your life, dude. Did, <laughs> did you see the county by county results? I did not. Wayne County actually voted against it. Yes, which I is think by 54, which is 54%. not surprising. Traditionally, this is right. a very conservative very county. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that did not surprise me at all. Now I was surprised how close it was, because I thought here in a, a county like this, it would mm-hmm. be much, much more in favor of no. But yeah, it was. It was super close on either way. Yeah, I think it was only fifty four percent no. Yeah, because I, I remember sitting at the the gym uh, that evening, uh, after, after jujitsu class and I'm, I'm looking at my phone, I'm looking at the results and they're, they're coming in. So like mm-hmm. they were projecting of where things were yeah. at. And, and when I first opened it up, it was 75% for on uh, issue one, 25% no. And then the, uh, the weed, the number two was, uh, I think like 60% yes. And then 40% no. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, like, I can't believe <laughs> this one's winning by 75%. Mm-hmm. But then I got thinking, I was like, oh, shit, well, does this factor in all the absentee ballots? Do they count those before they count those after? Mm-hmm. Like, because traditionally, uh, the absentee ballots are very conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the little more liberal ones are typically on, like, voters on the day. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how that skewed things. And by the time I woke up in the morning and I checked it as I was driving into the office for training... I saw that it had slightly passed, and I got all excited. I was like, I was like slapping my leg as I was driving down the road. I probably shouldn't have checked it real quick, but I did. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this passed. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting turnout, to say the least. Um, 
I'm not sure how I feel about issue one. Um, this may come as a surprise to you guys, but I, I actually abstained from voting on that issue. Um, I skipped it. I know a lot of people that did. Actually, I've had several people telling me they didn't even vote on it. There, there was a there was a bunch of things on the ballot that I did not vote for, like the people for councils and that kind of stuff, because I was lazy yeah, and didn't most. and didn't look up who these people were, what they stood mm-hmm. for, what they voted for. I didn't know, so I didn't just pick a name, right? You know, so I I definitely voted against the the current mayor here in uh in our city because I think he's a tool bag. So I was definitely all against him because, again, he's, he's just a douche. I don't even but, know who it is. Yeah. Well, it's not not anymore because he got voted out, so it doesn't matter. Oh, so he's gone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, other than that, like, I was just there for kind of the main issues. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with not voting on something specifically because I do that all the time. There's plenty sure. of times where I'll go through, uh, specifically on, like, a presidential election because mm-hmm. well, I know, like, we've talked about before, it's like I refuse – to vote for the lesser of two evils. Like, Correct. If you tell me that my best choices these last couple of elections were fucking Hillary Clinton and, like, Donald Trump or D- Donald Trump and then fucking Sleepy Joe, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. I'm going to write in who I voted for in the primaries or I'm going to fucking write in Donald Duck. You know, it's mm-hmm. like like those to me are better options than what you're presenting me. So I've got no problem yeah. with skipping You're telling me issues. this is the greatest country on earth and those are the humans that you've selected these to lead the- it? These statistics would not exactly back up that argument anymore. Right. I mean, I think like 30 years ago we could yeah. make that argument. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, is there a reason specifically that you were like staying away from issue one? Is is that one tricky for you in a specific way? Because I see merit to both sides. Of course. And there um, is. And standing in that moment uh, at the ballot box, checking my options. Um. It just didn't feel right. Okay. Um, it didn't feel as though, one, that I was educated enough on the subject to make a legitimate call on what I thought was truly the you know, morally and ethically correct choice. Um, and there, I'm sure there's people who are going to disagree with me and they're going to go down the whole religion route, and that's and as, fine. That's, and their, they're, allowed that's to, their, they're entitled to that. They're allowed to have their own beliefs, um, and the, the beautiful thing about that is is that your beliefs don't have to line up with their beliefs. Correct. And your beliefs shouldn't force them to believe in your beliefs. Correct. You I should mean, have your own fucking choice. That's why it's a fucking vote, is so they can make a choice and I can make a choice, and then as the majority rule, you know, essentially what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Um, I guess I just didn't feel as though that there were... an. an I wasn't educated enough. Okay. Um, I didn't feel as though I could make uh, a choice that I felt was the best choice um, either way on that particular subject just because of my lack of education on it. And, again, I see both sides of the coin. Yes. You know, do I think that people should have that choice? Yeah, because there are things that happen in this life that are medical situations or things like rape and non-consensual sex where people are forced into – uh, that type of situation, uh, health, any medical reason that somebody could have to potentially have an abortion to save the life of the mother. But I don't think you should have a fucking punch card, get six, get the seven one free. You no. know, like it's there should be some kind of uh, accountability for that. Like, but the the tough part about that is I understand exactly where you're coming from. Right, because like I, I mean, I I voted yes for it mm-hmm. because I personally feel like 
the government should stay out of my personal decisions. Sure. Mm-hmm. If I want to make a decision for what's best for myself or my family, I should be able to make that. The government shouldn't be making sure. that for me, nor should other people who are voting make that for me. It's my personal decision, right? But there's also the point of it's like, okay, let, let's look at this as in like I, I personally know somebody who's got, you know, like a handful of kids and they're adopted. And, and every, I hate to say it, every couple of years they get a chance to adopt a new kid that's a sibling of the kids that they mm-hmm. have. Because the mother apparently just keeps making bad decisions, either can't raise it or doesn't want to, and they take it on saying, I want them to be raised with their family. I'd feel bad knowing that they went into the foster care system and they didn't get to be around their brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. They feel bad about that. But it's like, at what point is like, are they being part of the problem? Of like just taking these kids after these mom is having these these issues, right? So there's that dichotomy of it as well, because like. In a, in a perfect world, like if I was, you know, king for a day, you know, or unfortunately king for a few years to fix all the corruption and politics and all that sure. kind of bullshit, <laughs> right? Because I'm tr- I truly believe at this point that's, that's the only way to fix this country is <laughs> to get rid of all the corruption. We need a dictatorship. And <laughs> I'm more than happy to be Dick or Tater on that one. But either way, I'm a good panel of people around me. <laughs> but it's right. like. Like, everybody deserves a freebie. Like, if you're a young kid and you've got the world ahead of you and you make a mistake or you're not taking birth control or you're stupid and don't just use condoms or whatever mm-hmm. and you get pregnant, it's like, maybe there's an argument there to like, hey, I don't want to fuck up my life. I can't raise this child right now. I don't want to put that burden on my family because I can't do it, all that kind of stuff. Maybe there's like, hey, there, there's one and done. You get a freebie, no big deal. But in my mind, what about, hey, on the second one, it's like, you've either got to go turn with that one and raise it or give it up for adoption. Or if you get the abortion, we're tying the tubes at the same time. Yeah. So it's like, you lost your chance at that point. So it's like, make the decision, whatever, whatever you want to do. But like that one's kind of on you and you can try to make a adult decision here and to decide what's best for everyone. But also that becomes a problem because now you've got the government telling people what they can and can't do with their own bodies. And I personally feel like that is wrong. Sure, but absolutely, and I agree. There has to be some sort of order within chaos. Yes. Um, but again, it, that is reiterated by the fact that now there is some form form of entity who is now addressing and dictating how you are allowed to live. Yes. Um, and that's that's kind of my problem with the libertarian approach to a lot of things is because they're like, you know, no government. And I'm like, okay, but then what? No, no, no. You need a limited government. You, you definitely need a government. Sure. But you talk to a lot of people who claim to be mm-hmm. libertarians and they're like, you know, if, uh, d- well, disband the entire government. I'm like, okay, but that's because they don't what? understand history. <laughs> Correct. You know, okay, then what? All right. Where do we go from here? And, th- and I feel that way about this particular s- issue. Um, where do we go from here, right? Uh, is it just going to be a fucking free-for-all now? Uh, you know, and again, I'm sure that as things progress, there will become a, a baseline of how this is going to operate. It's basic human nature for that to happen to a degree. But, uh, I mean, I, like I said, I just think that there should be some form of control, accountability, not so con- not so much control, accountability for the individuals who decide that this is just going to be a regular course of action for them. Let's see. Now, that's an interesting idea, right? Because I was watching a, a YouTube video recently where they talked about how, let's, let's say if you, if you or I, any of the three of us, were going to a store. Mm-hmm. We were to see something that we really wanted that we, we maybe couldn't afford, and we decided to steal it. 
right? Now, most of us would go in there. I would say the three of us definitely would go into that store and be like, I would never even think of stealing something sure. that I wanted that I couldn't afford, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of people do. And, and the, the, the thought that the, the video had was that that's not you being a good person. Like, okay, not stealing it because, you know, you don't have the money or you don't want to get caught or whatever. Like they were saying that basically like you not stealing is because like you don't want to get caught. You don't want to get arrested. You don't want to go to jail or face the repercussions. It's because you're a coward. And I was like, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way, but it makes sense because like it in like, what is it? Like an old tribal mentality. Like if you did something stupid, you could be shunned from the community and you could starve to death. You know, that could be all kinds of bad news. So it's the idea of like, you don't want to upset everyone else around you, which is interesting. You know, so like, that's an interesting thought. You bring it up that way. Mm. But I guarantee you the people making that video, if somebody broke in their house in the middle of the night and stole their possessions, they wouldn't feel the same way. No, definitely not. So. Because they're stealing from a big corporation who has insurance and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, what's it still going on? Isn't it like in what New York, California, and even Seattle, all these brick and mortar stores are closing. They're pulling Mm -hmm. out. They're saying, we will not have a store here. It is online only mm-hmm. because everybody's going in and stealing stuff because all these uh, lawmakers have made it so that they're not felons unless they steal, what, over $1,000 or something? Yeah, I think so California you see, pe- was You see 1, people just walking with arms full of shit and yeah. nobody can do anything about it. You yeah. know, it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, what happened in the good old days where if, like, if you were stealing something, somebody would grab you and smack you around a little bit, call the cops, and then call right. your parents and be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Well, again, that's the problem is that we have allowed – I think a lot of it comes down to an entitlement issue. Um, In what way? In my opinion, (coughs) parents over the last handful of generations have raised their kids with the idea that their opinion matters and that they're special and that they're entitled to have the things that they want and choose. And a lot of that comes from – the fact that their parents treated them with such a disdain, you know, like our, our parents' parents, right? They, they were living in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, you know, and it was a different kind of lifestyle. You could beat the shit out of your kid because you come home shit-faced after working in the coal mine all day, and it was acceptable by the community. And as those children become adults, i.e. our parents, they said, well, I don't ever want my kid to feel that way about uh me or which which is a reasonable thought absolutely absolutely but there also has to be again accountability you know you can't shower them 100 percent of the time with love and affection you you have to teach them lessons you have to let them understand that sometimes in life you're not going to get what you want uh life is unfair and unkind and i think that we have created a society where people don't think that that should affect them. It's hard to argue it when you put it that way. I, it's it's something I've thought about a lot because I have friends of mine, you know, and I'm sure you guys can ref- relate to this, you know, friends, people I grew up with who went in all kinds of different directions, right? But the people who ended up on the not-so-good side of life – there was one common theme that I noticed around their household, and that was uh, a lack of discipline and accountability in the home from the parents to the children. Uh, you know, and whether that was because the parents made 
and I don't mean this disrespectfully, poor financial choices in their life, and they had to have a two-income household. And so both parents worked, and the kids didn't have guidance or people yeah, to really um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Direct them in the proper manner. Yeah, they weren't there all the time, right? Because they, they couldn't be. But, sure, and that's but, not through their fault. No, it's it, not. That that's society. Because what's the what's the last time you really heard of like a single income household? No, and I you know, like, I agree. Nineteen what seventies probably. I would say probably into the early eighties was when you started seeing uh, a mass exodus of women out of the homes and into the workforce. Yeah, because it, it's, it's almost impossible now to, to live like a single, like person sure. lifestyle. I mean, like I look at this for like young kids. I'm like, how the hell are they going to make ends meet? You know, it's like, they're going to have to either live at home and save a shit ton of money for a couple of years until they can afford to put a down payment on a house or even get an apartment or they have to move in with like two or three roommates just to pay rent. Okay. But our, like, our parents even had to do that. Like I remember people telling me, that are my parents' age about, oh, yeah, me and a couple of buddies, we had an apartment in downtown, which we got cheap as we could and blah, blah. But I think that some of that was a choice. Sure. To save money or do whatever, whereas nowadays, it's like, I mean, I think it's a bad idea. But you see it all the time, like a girl and a guy or whoever people are dating mm-hmm. will, will get together in six months of living together. You know, yeah. because they can't literally live alone. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like they almost have to like move in, but then it becomes like a real issue with the relationship because now it's like they're they're living together. There's no commitment. You know, it's like they're gonna fall out of love very quickly mm-hmm. because like you're gonna realize all the faults with somebody and everything else. A bunch of stupid shit's gonna piss you off. You know, it's like a Jordan Peterson talks about all the time. It's like you know, it's like you shouldn't live with a woman before you marry her or. Vice versa, guy, girl, guy, guy. I don't give a shit. Doesn't matter. <laughs> See, like, that was my number one thing. And when I was in the Marine Corps, my young Marines, if you fucking do not get married, you live with that woman for at least a year before you get married. You live is with what I before? always told. Well, See, it's, that's it's, what it's, I was taught. See, too, but it's interesting because Jordan Peterson says the exact opposite for like psychology reasons. He's like, so, well, you go test drive a car. I'm like, yeah, but a woman's not a car. He's like, you, you need to have that space where you can kind of grow together and then decide if you're going to commit to work on a relationship. Whereas, Nowadays, what do most people, I mean, most people well, get together and they're either, they get married quickly and they're divorced in a couple of years, <laughs> yeah. or it's like they're on their second or third marriage at this point. I mean, it's it's, I, it's pretty sad. So something, real quick, and then I'll let you, I can uh, tell yeah. by the look on your face, you got this big, <laughs> big brain the thing happening. <laughs> um, my mother used to always tell me, you don't know someone until you live with them. And I do believe that to be true. Um, and so I think that... I was taught that that you should live with somebody before you make some kind of long-term commitment like that simply because you're going to have a better understanding of it, of how you operate behind closed doors. You have no choice but to either learn to coexist or the marriage isn't going to work out and I would rather know that before I get married than after. Um That's fair. And I think Maybe this is going to sound kind of sexist, but it is what it is. I think it's a little different for men than it is for women as far as the divorce stuff. Oh, 100%. Happens. Because, like, I was talking to some friends the other day, and I don't think there's any benefit whatsoever for a man to get married in today's day and age. Because, like, at best, you're going to lose half your shit when she leaves you. So it's like, <laughs> like, what? But I ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you'll have less of that yeah. when oh, she leaves. Shit. But it's like, I, just, I don't see the benefit. Now, like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a hopeful romantic and all that kind of stuff. So I get the idea of, like, a ceremony around friends and promising yeah. to each other and putting a ring on or doing whatever. And I'm kind of with you on this one, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need a government piece of paper to tell me right. what I can and can't <laughs> have. But also, at this stage of my life, 
It's like I look at it very simply. It's like my daughter gets everything when I die. Mm-hmm. It's simple. She gets everything and that's it. And she can do whatever she wants with it. I mean, there's certain things that she knows that she's not going to be able to sell that she has to keep and the rest of it. I don't give a shit. It's yours now. Sell it. Fucking get rid of it. I don't, mm-hmm. give, a, I don't give a shit. It's yours. Which is nice, but then if I were to like start dating somebody again and get super serious, then she wanted to get married because she was like super religious, which I don't care about because I'm not, you know. But if that's what that was something that she really wanted, it's like now I'm bringing this whole can of worms. It's like, well, shit, now everything technically has to go to my wife instead of my daughter. And I can't really circumvent that with, I mean, does it? I think it has to, unless you specifically put it out of like, just write it in a will. Like not not even just the will, but like a prenuptial agreement and everything else. Like there's so much paperwork that would have to take uh, part in it because like most everything is written that your spouse will get stuff and not your kids. It's it's all written that way. And I, yeah, I, but the I, I will that you write trumps everything. Does it really? As far yes. as I understand, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Your your written will, yes, that trumps any you know standardized. As long as Procedures, it is whatever. a correct, yeah, legal, yeah. notarized will, yeah. then yeah, it can't just be a piece of paper in your safe that when I die, you <laughs> no. know, so and so gets my jars of dirt. Like it's <laughs> just, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure Dennis is correct. Well, that's good. We cut you off again. So. Anyway, the gears were turning. Well, so yeah, going back to should you live with them before you get married or not? I believe you should. Um, one. Big reason, right, is all of us, we've got three different lives. You've got your public life, right, what everybody knows that you do, right? You've got your private life, the the stuff that you do just amongst your closest of friends and family, right? And then you've got your secret life. <laughs> the shit that you do that only you knows about, right? Yeah. At some point, I would believe in a marriage, right, you are going to experience the secret life or parts of that secret yeah, life. Yeah, I would say parts of it. Yeah, I don't want that to punch me in the fucking face after I've married the person. I'd prefer to know a little bit about that before. But isn't that also part of, like, let's be adults, let's talk about that, well, yeah. and let's communicate. Right. And you're kind of more more forced into doing that if you live with them versus... I don't think that it should be. I mean, you should be able to be open <clears throat> and honest with people that if you're being super serious about getting married to or making some sort of a lifelong commitment, being life partners, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I don't care. It's like, at some point, you should be able to say, hey, I like these things, or I'm into this, or I'm not right. willing to do that. If we talk about our sexual life, like, sure. these are things that are okay. These are things that are not. It's like, you try to be GGG if you can, what good giver in game from the old savage yeah. uh, love posts or whatever <laughs> they were. You know, it's like, you try to be open to what other people want, but there has to be boundaries like mm-hmm. anything else. And if, if we as adults can't talk about these things, well, then perhaps we shouldn't be doing them. <laughs> again this is the whole idea of like live is- it but still being a part at that time it does give a certain level of anonymity in that relationship right yes i don't necessarily have to confront you about that because i can kind of turn a blind eye at this moment yeah. in the relationship because i live on my own you can hide right? it and do your thing and- or yeah Whereas again, if if I've lived with you for a year, I'm going to notice those little things that might that you your little habits maybe that drive me crazy or something like that, right? At least knowing about it before we get married, then I, we can communicate that and we yeah, can work on it. Make a better decision. Right. I'm not getting married and then starting to learn that you've got these little bitty habits 
like getting up in the middle of the night and eating or something like that, you know, whatever it may be, something that I didn't experience because I wasn't living with Trying you. to bulk, bro. Right. You got to get the yeah. <laughs> I was I, I, Yeah, midnight. I woke up every night at midnight. I'd be fuck, sitting there chowing down at midnight. Well, I get you know? it. I get it. Um, yeah, me too. But so I don't know. Me. I've always felt like living <laughs> living with a person before you get married, I've always felt has been more beneficial. I, I can definitely see both sides of it for sure. I, yeah, it just really comes down to perspective, I guess, yeah. and the way you look at it. If you're the type of person, like, for me, I think it's it's easier to, you know, if if, if there's, like, a, a stupid little thing, like my girlfriend uh, or something I do. Here we go. Perfect example. <laughs> I have a really bad habit. I'll take a dirty dirty dishes into the kitchen. I will rinse them in the sink, and I'll leave them in the sink. And then the next morning, I'll load the dishwasher. And she, it drives her crazy. The fact that I will rinse the dishes off and put it in the sink instead of just putting it in the dishwasher right there next to me. Okay. Right. So something little like that, just yeah, a, that's, like a, that's a weird little, little personality trait. Sure. Yeah. Right. But the fact that she, we've lived together for a couple of years now, right? We know this. We've communicated. We've had talks, discussions about this. So I know that I need to work on getting a little bit better at that. Let me try and change that little habit of mine. Right to appease her and she does the same for me with little things right so i believe that if if we were to get married and have not lived together you know you don't really experience that stuff and that those something as stupid and little as that can cause bigger fights yes in the marriage that's fair yeah because by that point you you kind of have this i feel like most people kind of have this expectation um, whether they're willing to admit it, it's probably more subconscious than anything, right? But, hey, this person's marrying me. You know, I kind of have a, an expectation of what they're going to be like now that we're going to live together. Well, I think most people are unrealistic about that expectation. Well, sure, absolutely. Because they feel like but they still have the it. other person should <laughs> bow to their wishes, you know, and it's like give up everything. Well, you shouldn't even be getting married I, if that's I know, the case. But, but this yeah. is how it is. Like guys and girls, mm-hmm. you see it all the time, you know, and it's like, they're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to change him. Or, oh, she's going to do this or do what. Like, no, they're not. They're going to do their own thing. And if you can't live with that, if you don't appreciate them for who they are, it's like you're doomed <laughs> before you even start. I, I see a lot. Of, I feel – and I really – I almost hate bringing it up, just the fact that people get so stupid about the, the topic of masculinity and femininity. But I definitely feel like looking around the world today, there is a massive amount more of the, you know, the beta is the alpha in relationships. Meaning the female is the dominant alpha personality in that relationship. You do this and you, you know, go get me that. Go get me this, right? You need to go work more hours Mm -hmm. and make more money to put more food on our table. And... That doesn't work either. Well, I, like, I don't think that's that why works I always tell all, my buddies but. it's like if you're going to start dating somebody, mm-hmm. they better be from out of the country <laughs> because the Western women today are entitled and they have that thought that they're going to run the roost. And I, I know dudes, like I have friends who have to go check with their wives if they can do anything. If they can, like, fucking go out to lunch and spend some money, if, if we can get together and go hang out. or and It's one thing of checking your schedules to make right. sure you don't have their previous plans. Mm-hmm. But, like, literally asking for permission, it's like, that's not okay. Yeah, that yeah. you shouldn't have to – you should not have to ask for permission. No, but I see it all the time. And it's like – and, and they, they know it. It's like, yeah, my wife runs the roost. Like, it is what it is. And I'm like, 
Yeah, but it doesn't need to be that way. Like you can choose to be better. Like you, you two should be working together. But in my personal opinion, like the man should make the final decision. You know, what uh, Dr. Robert Rome talks about this in his book, The Five Love Languages, he's like, and like specifically about children. It's like most mothers are so protective of their child, they can't think of what's best for the community. Mm-hmm. Where the, the gentleman is always thinking of what's best for the community so they don't get ostracized from it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like they they usually have good points together, but typically the male has like a clear head, especially when it comes to kids, because Mama Bear just wants to fucking rip heads off if somebody wrongs their <laughs> right. kiddos. Sure. You know, and it's like there needs to be some reason in there too, but obviously that needs to correlate to everything else. But ideally, it's like they should be consulting together. You should be a team, yes, and making the decision together. But to do that, you've got to compromise, and most people nowadays don't want to compromise. Well, and then to me, that sounds to me like it all just comes down more to a moral issue. How so? Than than anything, people just growing up with the wrong morals and beliefs of what a relationship should be. Well, I mean, I think that they've not had good representations of that. I mean, think of how exactly. many. Well, right. How many people do you know that have a healthy relationship that you want? Just a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of all the friends that I have, I can think of like a couple of people that like I want their relationship. Most of them I see, and I'm like, I'm good single. Like, I'm, I'm right. solid. Like, life is good. I, I wouldn't know? even say that I've ever seen another relationship and thought, I want that so much as just that's a good relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not envious of it. I feel like I have good relationships well, I mean, yeah. myself. Yeah, that's, yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Your there's better, there's very yes. few examples. Yeah, there's a perfect one. Example. A good <laughs> there's example. very few examples out there. Of a though. healthy relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that one? Um, so kind of coming back to the checking in with the spouse thing or like asking permission. So something that my wife and I do is we will just say, Hey, I'm, I I would like to go do this tonight. Are you okay with that? Not necessarily because I need permission, but it's more or less. It's being respectful. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's reciprocal on her end too. But that's a good thing because that is a healthy way of looking at it where you're not saying, Hey, bitch. I'm going to know this. Or when she looks at the air like, hey, fuck face, you're not doing that. Yeah. Go fucking clean the dishes. You know, mm-hmm. it's like there, there's got to be that healthy balance. But also that gives her a chance to say, hey, maybe no, I really would like to see you tonight. Let's just sure. hang out. Let's go somewhere. I've got these plans. Let's go with them. You can do that some other time. It's like there, there has to be that healthy balance again. But again, it's the give and take. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's and, – and yeah, so – that was something that, uh, like Dennis was saying, the little idiosyncrasies that we do that we try to adjust for the people that we care about to to make them, one, feel appreciated because we're listening to what they're saying. But two, so that way that's, I think it's a way for us to show that we care because we're willing to take the step to do the thing that they mm-hmm. prefer. Um, not necessarily... in. So I guess in my head, I think of it like this. If someone truly loves you, they will never ask you to change, respectively. You understand what I'm getting at. But if you love someone, you should be willing to change for them. That's um, fair. And yeah. what I mean by that is, is, like Dennis was saying, the little idiosyncrasies, you know. Uh, so at my house, and it even happened this morning, and I felt terrible. M- my wife does not like to take out the trash, right? She just... I mean, we've had that conversation. Like, one thing I do not like to do, I do not like to cook. I hate cooking. 
It is not my bag. Like, yeah, I'll survive if I have to. You like you don't like cooking because you're bad at it, or you just don't enjoy it. I just or? don't enjoy it. Okay. Um, which in turn leads me to not be very good at it because we we can fix this. I have faith. Yeah, but <laughs> and I have. I've practiced. You know, I mean, I've done things. And uh, my wife went to the Ukraine for ten days, and I had to survive on my own. And I, I ate. <laughs> and it wasn't just ramen every night, right? So, uh, or some peanut butter and jelly. It's a mac yeah, and cheese. Right? It's variety, bro. Pizza. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but all jokes aside, like my wife took out the trash this morning. Um, I, she just pulled the bag out of the trash can and, uh, you know, took the trash outside. Um, I felt bad because I know that that is something that she does not enjoy uh doing you know that's her least favorite task to do is take out the trash and so i try to make it a point to always be on top of it always be on top of taking the trash out you know no different than she is always 100 percent certain that there's going to be a hot meal for me at night when i get home from work right and the gravity of the two shared uh responsibilities might not equal out in that way but there are other things that i make sure are always taken care of um you know making sure that her vehicle is running all the time yeah which, um, which is interesting right because you talk about that how like you're taking out the trash and she's making dinner while you're at work or whatever and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff and and some people would get all upset about that like well she shouldn't do that blah 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 and it's like wait calm down it's like if that's what works for you guys well and you guys are happy to do those things then and that, that's good for your relationship. So right? that's and, and that's where I'm going is that she and I have sat down and had that conversation. It works for us. So all the people out there who think, well, you, you know, the man, you blah blah blah, fuck you guys, because our relationship is content with yeah. that idea. And if they have a problem with their relationships, then they can do whatever they need for their relationships. But this Correct. works for you. So yeah, and this works for us. You know, um, so. It's more or less the idea. If you love some, if somebody loves you, they will never expect you to change on a grand scale, right? But if you love somebody, you should be willing to change the little things about yourself that maybe make it more beneficial for the team effort. But that's part of being in any relationship. Sure, being a part of <laughs> any relationship is hard work. Mm-hmm. Whether it's friends, family, loved ones, significant others, whatever, it's mm-hmm. like. It's, it's hard work. Like You have to kind of bend yourself to be better for those people, and you should want to. Maybe therein lies the problem. The fact that we in live in a, a microwave society where we're well, used to not working hard for things, right? It's hard to argue any, that any, Almost any physical object that I want, I can have by you know, a couple little taps yeah, on the screen I, of my phone. I click on a button. And it will be whatever. delivered to me, right? I don't. There's there's very few things these days in society that we really have to work hard throughout our life to to gain or maintain. Ooh, but when you say so, I feel like because that we we kind of you know we feel like most everything in life should be very simple and well, easy. That's that's short term and naive to think that, right? But it's also mm-hmm. you bring up an interesting point where you can get on your phone or your computer and click a button and have stuff shipped to you. It's like who fixes stuff nowadays? Right, like whether it be relationships or products or yeah, anything, or it's like, oh shit, yeah. like this doesn't work anymore. Let's just throw it out and get another one. It's like, 
is that always a good thing? I mean, I, I don't think so. No, no, not all the time. But that's, I feel like that's the, the, the mentality, the mentality that our society has shifted towards. Oh, hundred percent. Well, definitely. I also think a follow up point to that is the, I think social media has a huge impact on it. And it's the reason neg- negative. Yes. Because it's, it's created an echo chamber, right? You like something on Facebook and, the algorithm says, okay, you need to see more of this, yes. right? Because so, we can sell ads and we'll make more money. So what happens is is that then spills over into the way that we view friendships, relationships, whether uh, platonic or romantic. And so, uh, I don't know if I should say this. Dennis and I have a mutual friend who is going through a rather bitter divorce. And I'm not going to say who, um, but uh, when I first heard about the divorce, I kind of thought, I was like, well, yeah, you know, I mean, he, he has this flaw and that flaw, and he's done this and he's done that. And I can understand why she would be upset by that. And then as the story progressed and more and more of the truth came out, my idea shifted, and I thought to myself, wow, she's a bitch. You know, she's just taking advantage of the situation. And part of the reason why I feel she's, even handling it in that manner is because of the people she has surrounding her telling her you know you go girl you fucking you deserve more you know you've been traumatized and you've been this and you've been that you know shut the fuck up life's tough buy a fucking helmet like but unfortunately with how the laws and everything are written like it's such a benefit for the female in a situation like that that, i agree that they're going to have their friends who are going to tell them, go get your money, girl, so, go do this, go do that. Mm-hmm. It's like I always tell my friends, like, dude, if you're getting married, get a fucking prenup now. So that's, Decide on everything now when you're act, like we're all agreeable and everything's all good. <laughs> so then later you don't have to think about it. It's already been decided. If you're going to go your own separate ways, we're going to split it this way, and then we're done. So what Dennis said, I believe, is the engine that drives that problem. And what I emphasized just now is the gasoline. In what way? Clarify just real quick what you said. So that way I can. We'll just rewind and play it back. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) What part? (laughs) Uh, So maybe I should clarify it like this. We have created a situation where people live in an echo chamber. And instead of having some kind of resistance to that so to speak so like you you it's hard to even go to your friends and say hey man you fucked up like you done something wrong and because now we can't even have those kinds of realistic conversations with the people we care about um you get surrounded by people uh specifically and i guess in the context that i was going for is like for example the whole women uh encouraging other women to basically run their soon-to-be ex-husband through the ringer yeah just because they can. Just they can. Because For they no can. reason, just to be spiteful. It's Correct. just because they can. Right. So, w- couple that with the disposable type identity that we have created in our in our particular society. Um, it, it's it's just racing fuel for a fucking nightmare. I mean, because now you have no real connection to people. You, everybody is afraid that everybody is out for them. You constantly have to take every relationship you have with a grain of salt um, because you never know who is actually being truthful or who is just using you 
or what's going to happen when they hear so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that or, you know, the sh- because eventually everything turns to shit, right? Are they going to be the kind of person who's actually going to stand beside you and treat you with a little bit of human decency and moral dignity? Or are they basically just going to fucking open your mouth and shit down it? You know, pry your mouth open and Probably shit Probably more and the latter, yeah. <laughs> right? So, you know, we have allowed people to go unchecked. And we have said this in previous episodes, the elevator theory. Yes. If you, that's, that's Andy Stump's theory. Yeah, I love you, it. If you wouldn't it. say it to somebody in an elevator, you shouldn't say it on social media <laughs> yes. or whatever. You know, I think it should be perfectly legal mm-hmm. to go beat the shit out of somebody if they insult you on social media. I 100% Just agree. because it will teach people accountability. If you open your fucking mouth, there's a chance this guy's going to come make you pay for what you say. Yeah, and we should be okay with that. Like Again, I, I say this all the time, like... I think we should bring back mutual combat. Like, if you yeah. guys say something stupid, yeah. like, I should want to punch you in your face. And if I say something stupid, you guys want to punch me in my face. Mm-hmm. You know, I should be able to come to you and say, hey, fuck face. You said this to, about me on your stupid little Twitter page. I didn't appreciate that. Let's fucking fight. Mm-hmm. And they should be able to say, roger that. Let's go. Or, no, I'm so sorry. I will take that down immediately and well, apologize. Well, I mean, you can. As well, long as... You neither one of you presses charges well, against each I mean, other, but, right? But, but, but I, yeah, but there lies trust. But, but I think this should be like a legal thing where the cops with yeah. the referees. Yeah. Okay, if it gets out of hand, I'll stop it. Whatever, it needs to be reasonable. No curb stomps and stupid shit. But like you guys, should like every town out. should have the you know in the town hall there needs to be a boxing ring. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yep. I'm down. Let's Dennis for president. <laughs> no, 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 dictator. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the president's not going to do shit. <laughs> but it's it's. I believe that social media is a huge part of that problem. Oh, yes. Um, and I don't need to beat a dead horse. We've talked about that a dozen times. Um, Anybody who doesn't realize that at this point is just fucking naive. True. Oh, absolutely. Period. But yeah. I, I – nobody's allowed to correct anybody anymore. There's no – again, it comes back to accountability. You know, you see it all the time in, in – you see it all the time in social – you know, or uh, society, I'm sorry um, – it people do things you know it's like road rage happening in traffic right you know somebody cuts somebody off and then they get out of their car and they they cause a scene in the middle of this intersection or whatever you know boo fucking who man like deal with it like yeah was it unpleasant sure but does that elicit the reaction of you now one putting everybody else in jeopardy Two, appeasing your fucking ego because this guy cut you off. You know, um, I saw a video the other day of a woman who uh, cut somebody off in traffic and the guy honked his horn at her. And so she got out of her vehicle with a gun and just started shooting into fucking traffic. And it's like, that's not that. And again, I understand that there's going to be accountability for her later on down the line with, you know, the legal aspect that's to come. But right then in that moment, right, the only accountability that anybody could have had would have been somebody who was trained with a gun and fucking domed that bitch. Yeah. Right? And it's no different than a guy going into a school and shooting it up. They're a danger to society. They need to be stopped. But ultimately, the 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 mental pathway that she had to go through from childhood to that fucking moment, there was no accountability for her. Yeah. There was no accountability mm-hmm. in the fact that if you do something incredibly stupid or outrageous or hurtful or any Extremely of the other ad, 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 
adjectives that you can think of right now to clarify that there was no accountability. You know, oh, it's okay. You know, fucking school's kicking my kid out because, well, yeah, your kid started a fucking fight. Your kid brought something illegal to school. Your kid did this. Your kid did that. Well, my child's a fucking angel. Shut the fuck up, bitch. You're a dumbass. Like, (laughs) I remember one time we were in the grocery store and we were, we were pretty young. We were probably in our very, very early teenage years. And, uh, we were acting a fool, and my mother corrected us both verbally and then through our uh, refusal to listen through d- disciplinary action. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this woman walked up to my mom right there in the supermarket. She's like, how dare you hit your kids? My mom turned around and said, bitch, you're next if you don't get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and I was like, and in that moment, I couldn't have been more proud of my mother because – you know, even though I had just got my ass beat in front of all these people in Walmart or whatever, later on in life, I realized that she was trying to teach me something. Yeah, that wasn't abusive. Correct. It wasn't meant to be abusive. No. That every, was you not following the rules, and you're dealing with the consequences. Correct. Every Again, ass beat I got a, was justified. There's a lesson to be learned here. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she created that accountability, and then... And again, I can understand the woman, the stranger who approached the situation. I can see her point of view, right? Uh, sometimes, yes. We've got to see the whole picture. I didn't say it, it was that, a strong comes, view. No, no, <laughs> I no, said but, I can I mean, see her we, view. I'm sure we've all seen videos of like moms out in the car with a kid and the kid in the car seat, and they're just like wailing on that fucking sure, kid. Yeah. It's like, that's not okay. That's fucking abuse. Oh, I agree. You know, but if they're acting up and being a dumbass and you whap them on the ass a little bit, like, that's not abuse. Like that, no. that's like, hey, calm down, relax, chill out. Like, listen to the fucking rules here. You're not, you're not injured. I didn't bruise you. You're fine. You know. But nowadays, because I'm gonna call the cops on you. Like, fucking call them. Well, what and are they gonna do? They gonna go into foster care? Is that what you want? Like, <laughs> right. Like, get the fuck out of here. But that's the thing, you know. I mean, she, she stood her ground, and she was willing to accept the consequences of her actions. Of her actions yeah. And <laughs> all she was doing was teaching me the same thing. And I'm so thankful that that my parents taught me a lot of the lessons that they did because uh, just the other day I called a guy sir, right? He was like, you don't have to call me sir. And I'm like, well, if I don't, I can feel my mother slapping me upside the head. (laughs) I'm like, you have not asked me to address you as anything different. So until that time, I will call you sir or call you ma'am, right? And then he introduced himself. I said, thank you. Know, it's nice to meet you. And then I said his name, you know, and, and that's how I addressed him for the rest of his Well, that, that's a good thing, right? Because there's nothing better to someone's ears than their own name. People sure. love to hear that. They want to be addressed by their name. Mm-hmm. They want to feel special. You know, it's like that. That's a good thing. You know, it's sure. like, hey, say, hey, bro, or, hey, what's up, dude? Or I mean, mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. You know, it's, I oh, do yeah. that all the time. You know, but there's times to greet someone with their specific name. It's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, in that moment, it was my first. The first time I'd ever met this individual. Yes. So it was out of a mutual respect. Yeah, you're just for... being respectful of another human being. Correct. And and again, I mean, he kind of busted my chops, and I was like, well, if I don't, mom, trying to make me a fat head, you know. And he's like, well, that's cool, you know. He goes, you know, a pretty young guy, you don't hear that anymore. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're right. You know, I just. I, like, I hear it all the time when I talk to my friends, like, hey, good afternoon, sir. How you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's pretty common. Yeah. You know, it's but it's we also love and respect each other. So it's a good sure. thing. Sure. You know, so I'm guilty of broing people out. I view sir and ma'am. I mean, I taught my kids, my daughters, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Mm-hmm. This isn't this. My friends were not just Sean and Nikki, right? It was Mr. Sean, Mrs. Nikki, that kind of stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? 
That's good for kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I knew that as a kid, if I was disrespectful, let's let me. I guess I was more afraid to be disrespectful to a stranger than my own parents. I knew that I was getting my ass beat if I disrespected my parents. I knew that ass whooping was going to be even worse <laughs> if it was because, you know, I disrespected another person and then they came and told my parents. Like that, the idea of that terrified me, wow. of somebody else telling my parents of something bad that I did. Ooh, yeah. That just brought back a blast from the <laughs> past, man. I just remembered something that... When we were kids, we were winging mud balls out in the street one time at cars. And we were at a family reunion, and the car pulled in the driveway and went up to the house and told the parents what we were doing. And the best way I can describe is those parents come out of that house like a swarm of bees. Every door, every corner, every fucking window, there was a parent just right. emerging from. You probably <laughs> just heard the, the middle name of every child within a two-block radius Dude, getting man, screamed we, out. We, <laughs> we fucking scattered, man. But, no, there was no use. We all got busted. But it, it looked kind of like you said. You know, we were being disrespectful to other people. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have been winging mud balls at the house, and they wouldn't have been as mad as – they were when we were winning yeah. mud balls. You still would have got a whooping. Oh, yeah. No, but, it would have been nearly but, yeah, as bad. That just, that just reminded me of that. I'll never forget the image of those adults coming around that house. That's all I can picture is a swarm of bees. Whoosh, right on us. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, this is fun. So I've, I've missed these. This is so much. This It's funny because like, we got together to talk specifically like about the election. Here we are talking about, like, like childhood and right. society and relationships. <laughs> Yay, and, trauma. No, it's, no, it's yeah, fucking no, great. Like, I, I, I appreciate it so much because it's like these are the important things in life that most people don't even talk about anymore. You know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's great to be able to just sit down with people and talk about them and bounce it off of other people's ideas yeah. and see what their thinking is and try to help shape your own, you know, which is good. Because you know, mm-hmm. I really believe that if you're a good steward of your own time, you should be up to changing your mind about any topic. Like it's like most people are like their, their brains are all like, what is it? Concrete? Like it's all, it's all mixed up and permanently set. Right. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, but it's like, but it should be more like jello. It should be moldable. It should be changeable. Absolutely. And it, sh- it should be hopefully growing and reflecting on your life and changing your mm-hmm. ideas about how things really work. That's the idea of getting older and wiser. I always talk to people. It's like, you know, it's like, I hope I'm the same in five years from now. I'm like, I hope you're not like, mm-hmm. I hope you've grown. I hope you're a different person. Yeah. I hope you're better to society. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. So, Absolutely. Shit, this is funny. That's, I mean, I, that's the whole idea of being open-minded, right? Yes. That's what being open-minded is. Right? Yes. Willing to listen to other ideas and to contemplate challenge, them. To challenge your own. Yeah. And it should hopefully shape your own. Mm-hmm. So, very cool. Did we Did we get your take on issue one then? Did we talk about? Oh, I don't think so. I know we kind of got I didn't, off I mean, I didn't topic. vote. I didn't get to vote on either of it. I didn't go vote. But uh, well, let, let's let's be honest. You, it's not that you didn't get to. You chose. Well, not yeah, to. yeah. And, and, and we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that you're not big on because yeah. you don't think that you should. Well, I'll, I'll let you rephrase. I don't want to put words. Yeah, I mean, I get the 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 whole concept of voting. Um, I I understand that, right? That's you know the government's way of giving the people a voice. You know, let them pick and choose. Um, and I feel like the, the local voting, like what just took place. That is probably pretty effective. I feel like that um, is probably the most important reason absolutely. to be yes. voting. Yes. And I think people realize that during all the lockdowns and the tyranny, mm-hmm. I refuse to say the C word anymore. <laughs> I will just now refer to it as the lockdowns and the tyranny because that's exactly what it was. But it's like, I think mm-hmm. people realize that it's like, oh, 
maybe our local government has much more value on our own lives than we gave it credit for, and we shouldn't allow people in there who are going to take our freedoms away from us. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I'm 100% on board with that. Yeah. Uh, Because you said that you were actually close – before we started recording here, yeah, with we, with these two issues, going... I had been I was actually doing a little bit of research in them, and then I realized, oh fuck, I missed the re- registration deadline was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but my girlfriend and I discussed it a lot. Um, it, it was actually funny because I actually got a letter in the mail because I hadn't voted in the last handful of elections because I've been so disgusted and distraught mm-hmm. by the lack of choices mm-hmm. and yeah. just the bullshit that they're trying to stuff down our throats. It's like, I'm not even going to go vote. This is ridiculous. Like I, th- this is my non-vote. Normally my non-vote is the third party vote and all that kind of stuff, because I personally believe that they're best for what I believe should be representing me as a person. Right. Um, but so normally that's my no vote, but even the last handful of elections, I was like, I'm not even going to go and waste my time because I've got choice A, which is a bad choice. And I've got choice B, which is a bad choice. Either one of them are going to fuck me over. So like, what do I care? So Mm -hmm. I just stayed away, but I got something in the mail that said, Hey, shithead, if you don't come vote, like you're not going to be registered to vote anymore. You have to re like go through the process to re-register. And I was thinking like, shit, I don't want to do that come the presidential election Mm -hmm. because I certainly want to make sure that I get in there and get my voice heard to get some sort of a reasonable person in in the office somehow. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to be stuck with two shitty options like we were the last fucking two elections, but I still need to go to do my part to put somebody in there who I think is at least going to be a reasonable person who might listen to both sides and try to, I don't know, compromise somewhere in the middle, which is what our politicians don't do anymore. So I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did, I, like I said, I was looking into the both issues one and two. Um, I don't know. I guess I've got weird feelings about issue one. Uh, for one, I'm a man, so it's not, ultimately it's not something that would, affect my health choices. Correct. Right. It's not that someday is going to come along where I might need an abortion and have to go through that process. So no, I don't fucking know what that process is. I don't understand it. Not like a woman would, but I do have two teenage daughters. And what I told my girlfriend is that I would much rather my 17 year old daughter be able to go right now without ever telling me or consulting me to a doctor and get an abortion that would potentially save her life if she needed it. Without ever getting permission from me. I'd much rather that be able to happen than the other scenario where she gets raped, potentially, right? And now she's impregnated with a child. And for some reason, there's something about that whole scenario or situation, right, where there's a real high fucking chance that if she gives birth, it's going to kill her. Right? No, I mean... So now I... My only option in that case is let my daughter die in the hopes that maybe or unfortunately you have to go to a different state where it is legal to get medical care right so you know if if we've got to look at this on on extremes those are my two extremes um i'd rather go with the first one yeah i'd rather the ability to get a life-saving procedure happen or be available yes in some form than to just completely abolish it forever yeah and say I mean, that no matter what happens, I mean, it's, you it's, cannot do this. It's like anything else. You know, it's like these are very complex issues. Yes. And it's like 
we can't just. There's only it. one person that gets to make that choice. But we, we can't break it down <laughs> to like, oh, well, it's simple because of this. And like, right. no, it's not. Like, it's it's very complex. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. But like, I'm with you on this one. It's like, it should be the person's choice and it shouldn't be decided for them. Correct. They should be able to make that choice because the government yep. shouldn't be in control of any kind of medical decisions. Because if that kind of shit starts to happen, like, we're going to start euthanizing like old people. The only person that gets to make that choice is the individual, and the only human that gets to have any fucking say in it is the doctor that they choose to consult. And the only thing that doctor gets to say is their professional medical knowledge, not their opinion. Yeah, their opinion shouldn't matter. Right. Well, that's not always the case, but we can't have everything, right? (laughs) Humans are a complex thing. I mean, what if... Like, okay, so why are we not banning... Um, visectomy. Like, why would you not ban that, right? Why do they not ban the procedure for tying a woman's tubes? I mean, it, you're creating the exact same result by doing that as you are with an abortion. You're you're terminating the potential life, essentially, right? Yeah. We never, do those. Never looked at it that way. That's interesting. Because if you're, I mean, if again, we're. I don't think it's a question of do you believe in abortions or not. Um, I think almost every human being, you know, is going to give you an answer that, well, in this particular scenario, yes, I could agree with it or be on board with it, right? Yes. If it's going to save the life of that mother, yeah, you know. And in this scenario, right, obviously, the day before the child's supposed to be born, fuck no, you don't abort it, like, right? So it's just a, a question of where people draw the line. Yes. And every individual thinks that, their line is the one that everybody should But they don't think follow. about it from other people's perspective. <laughs> right, right. They think from theirs. Yeah. This is where I draw my line, so that's where your line should be. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I can remember when my daughter people. was being born, and the doctor looked right at me and said, hey, if there's complications, we save the baby or save mom. And I was like, it's simple, save mom. Like, we can have more kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, to me, that was a no-brainer, you know, but some people don't look at it that way. I mean, I get it, but. Well, you're going to have a bunch of dumbasses that, that hear that and go, well, that's not a fucking simple. Well, it is. It's an emotional. It's very emotional, absolutely. But it is a simple yeah. decision as yeah, far as like, I'm Because I, I know specifically, it's like my daughter, she was born with uh, some, some problems and issues. And luckily, she came out of it like scot-free. It was good. She had the yeah. umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. Dang. You know, so like <laughs> it, it could have been like a real problem, right? So, yeah, I was but, bright. Bright fucking blue when I came out. Yeah, but luckily it's <laughs> that like explains a lot. Yeah. L- luckily the doctor, I mean, I mean, li- quite literally was like hiking a football with his fucking hands and they're like holding the umbilical cord off the neck mm-hmm. and didn't cause any kind of brain trauma or issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things like he knew it was like this is a high risk one. Like there could be some real issues here. Yeah. So he was one of those things that he just said, "Hey, what happens if we got problems?" I'm like, "This, you know, say mom. That's it. Done." Yeah, I don't, I don't see how anybody says, well. You know, that woman's pregnant. We know she's going to die if she doesn't have an abortion. We know she's going to live if she does. No, abortions aren't allowed. Like. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, to me, it seems crazy. Yeah. Which, which, again, it's like, honestly, then that's the reason. And, and why are those 300 people in D.C. the ones that get to make that choice? Like, well, yeah, that's, that's beyond the issue, right? Because they're supposed to be good stewards of what the people want and all that kind of stuff. But I think we can look at history and realize that right. they don't give two fucks about the people. All they care about is their own political Or even just the 150 power. sitting in Columbus. Like, yeah. Like all they, all they care about is themselves, their own political views, and their power for their, 
their fucking political parties. They mm-hmm. don't give two fucks about the people. And hopefully, again, people realize that with the tyranny and the lockdowns. We'll look at all the small businesses that all got shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll never reopen again. You know, because, like, they just physically can't. And, like, you hear about, like, even, like, around a small town like this where, like, there's more development and stuff going on. House mm-hmm. farms popping up everywhere. New stores coming in. They talk about these restaurants. Oh, this restaurant's coming. This restaurant's coming. This restaurant's coming. And it's, like, every one of them are a chain. They're all bullshit food. And, I like, I always say it's, like, if you eat at Applebee's, you're an asshole. <laughs> it's like you need to go and find a little mom and pop shop and go support them mm-hmm. but there's none of those popping up because they've all been shut down all the ones that are still here are fighting for their lives most of them are going to be out of business in the next five to ten years you know it's like they're, they're not doing good and it's like it just hurts my heart you know it's the the good restaurants that are not chains there's you know the the 20 so that exist in worcester there's like five guys that own all of them I mean, they control all that shit downtown, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's a small group of people. Most of the people own two or three of those are owned by the same individual that I or know. group. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing, just on a smaller scale. You ever wonder why there's not a whole lot of food trucks downtown Worcester? be a great spot for them. Yeah, it would. Those couple guys that control all the brick-and-mortar restaurants don't want them, though. Of course they don't. <laughs> That's kind of how that works. The same reason why uh, Miger didn't come into town until the Bueller's kids sold the rights to all the employees or whatever, the uh, employee buyout or whatever, whatever it mm-hmm. was. You know, and then they stopped lobbying to keep them out. Now they're here and they're probably going to put them out of business. You know, but ah, Bueller's won't go out of business. No, I disagree, no. sir. Nah, I don't think they will. I disagree. They've got the liquor store, man. For now, it's the only one-stop shop. I, I get it, but <laughs> I think all the older people that are loyal to that brand. Right. Yeah. are going to be passing away in the next 10, 15 years. And after that, the kids are going to go to whatever's cheaper. Mm-hmm. They don't care about Bueller's and loyalty or whatever. And they'll, they'll still go in there and buy liquor because yeah. they have to, but that's just until the politicians stop getting out of the people's way and like only allowing one liquor store and the whole fucking city limits. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. We should have like two or three options, you know, and like, but they won't sell any more license. It's mm-hmm. stupid, but that's... Not that's there. something I'm interested to see how how that goes. All the licenses for dispensaries and, and stuff. That's, man, that's something that I specifically want to talk now. about with issue two, right? Because I was super skeptical that it would mm-hmm. pass, but I was very hopeful because, like, mm-hmm. I personally, uh, because again, I'm a crazy asshole. Like, I think all drugs should be legal. I think yeah. I should. I'm, I think I should be able to drive to CVS and buy cocaine. That I know is made in a lab somewhere. It's not made by the cartels. It's right. laced with whatever. It's going to fucking kill me. I think I should go get something that's pure. But also, mm-hmm. it's like this is a natural plant, marijuana, that grows in the ground. It's super beneficial. It's only illegal because of the paper industry. You know, it's, it's like, what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on? Like, we've got receptors in our brains to pick these things up. Why are we not having these? Why is this not legal? I'm the same, obviously, think about mushrooms and DMT and all those kind of things as well. It's like, we've got these receptors in our brains. We're supposed to have these things. Yeah. It's like, why can we not have them? Why is some other grown-ass man or woman telling me, as a grown-ass man, that I can't have that? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. So yeah. I was, again, super, <laughs> super hopeful that it was going to pass. Now, mm-hmm. granted, uh, I don't smoke very much. And, and when I do, it's like I don't seem to really get high. I think that's because I've got bitch lungs, and I just start coughing <laughs> right away. I don't really get it deep enough to really kind of feel the buzz. Yeah. But I also struggle very much with sleep. Mm-hmm. And I've heard so many people talk about the benefits of gummies for going to sleep. And I am super excited 
to try that out legally yes. and not have to drive to Michigan to buy it legally or drive to <laughs> Illinois to buy it legally or fly out to Vegas to buy it legally uh-huh. to bring it back here, which is illegal to take it across state lines. Right. But I, 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 I want the um, option to be able to go to a dispensary and just buy what I want and come home and enjoy it as an adult. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's way healthier than alcohol or tobacco or nicotine or anything like that. Granted, yeah, alcohol. Well, I guess really sugar is my drug of choice. But I love alcohol. I, I enjoy drinking mm-hmm. with my friends. It's a social gathering thing for me. I, I've got. I mean, because you guys know, I've got tons of bottles of bourbon. I actually, <laughs> I actually had a friend of mine see all my bottles one day. She mm-hmm. came over and she was like uh, crashing because we were down in Columbus watching a, uh, a comedy special with Jim Jeffries. And she saw my bottles and was like, Matt, are you okay? <laughs> like, are you, are you all right? Because like they're all on my, on my kitchen counter, you know, and, and I'm like, Chris, like it's it's okay, like it's it's all right. Pro- like take a picture, come back in six months. Like all those levels will be the same. It's not like I'm sitting at home right. drinking a bottle a night or doing whatever. <laughs> it's like I usually only drink when I get together with friends. Oh, you know, it's so like if we have poker nights or whiskey nights here at the mm-hmm. house. Like that's when we that's when I drink. Yeah, because typically I, I don't just sit at home. I mean, I will, but I normally don't sit at home and have a drink by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, but granted, I mean, I still love alcohol. I enjoy it. It's fun, but to me, it seems ludicrous that. For years, that was legal when weed wasn't. So I'm super right. excited that it finally passed. And it's a, at least a good bill where it's just legal and it's not giving monopolies to certain people or whatever. But that does beg the question because when I was reading the bill a little bit, no, I didn't read the whole thing, but it talked about how as of what uh, December 7th, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. is legal Correct. technically, but... You can only buy here in the state. Again, you can't go to Michigan where it's legal or Illinois where it's legal and drive it back. You cannot cross state lines with legal marijuana. That is still illegal. But then it's like, okay, well, how long is it going to take for head shops to start popping up to get licenses and all these kind of things? You already hear of the Republicans down in Columbus who are trying to fight it already and try to amend it and do all these kind of things. And it's like the fuck are you doing? Like, we just voted on it. You're going to try to amend it already? Right. The fuck are you doing? You know, he's like, oh, DeWine's like, oh, well, I see that people want it. We're not going to take that away, but I can't see what everybody else is doing, and they're all trying to fucking get rid of it already. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you've already got the medical marijuana, and I know that there's some big ones in, like, the Akron, Canton, Cleveland area, yeah. I do believe. So I wonder, are they just going to become the new shops where the, that's all that's available? Because I wonder... How likely is it that a small town of Worcester, like like we're in right now, is a shop going to be able to say, hey, I've got legal weed and I get to sell it. Here's my permit. Because I doubt they're going to start issuing well, permits. Depends how far Dennis and yeah. I get in town hall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know I looked into it a lot when they legalized it for medicinal use. And the way that like they, they took the entire state and they broke it up into, I think it was like what was it, 17 different. You know, districts yeah. or regions. Yep. You know, comprised of anywhere from two to five counties. Yeah, the kids this, would know that is the Hunger Games. This is the yeah. medical when medical happens. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I, and uh, so then they determine. Okay, each region only gets one dispensary per so many people, thousands of people. Okay. Right. So, like Wayne County, it was, I believe it was Wayne County, Medina County, and whatever's directly north of Medina, I think. Uh, Summit? It was a, was more, a of a, more of a rural because there weren't any real big cities. Because Ontario. that, that three county area was going to rate four. 
four dispensaries, I think. In that for that the whole three county area. Okay. Which is a large area. It's a large area be for an only hour, four dispensaries. Be an hour, an hour and a half to drive all the way across. Worcester alone could support four small dispensaries. Yes. Hundred percent. Just with its thirty to thirty five thousand. Not to mention population. being a small college town with very rich college kids. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a too. very expensive college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to to say like these within these three counties you can have four locations, four licenses, was it? For dispensaries, um, seem pretty ridiculous. It does, yes. You could tell. I I feel like even now you could tell that there are still a small group of people that really got their hands deep in this cookie jar and are still trying really hard to control it in their favor. Well, that that's the problem, right? Because like everybody who has any kind of benefit from it is going to try to benefit from it solely or more. That's just how it goes. I mean, it's the same as you see. These large corporations, like, you know, it's, it's never enough. You've always got to be growing. You need more market share. Mm-hmm. You need more of this. You need more of that. Like, they're never just happy with the baj- bajillions of dollars they're fucking making, you know, while they're fucking the rest of us over. It's ridiculous, but it, that's just, that's business. What, what I want to find is that one guy that grows the shit in his backyard, and every fucking plant turns out exactly the same every fucking time. That is going to be the best shit that I could ever find. And that's why the, the fact that it's legal now. That's what the dispensaries do, right? Yeah. It gives you some kind of level of quality and consistency. Which is also nice because it also allows you to grow up to, what, six plants? Yeah, you can grow person. your own so now. Per, yeah. so if, per adult, yeah. per household. So, like, if you live, like, with a, a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, it's or a roommate, like, you can have 12 plants. You yeah. know, you grow your own, which which is nice. Like, that's, that's a cool thing. But, again, mm-hmm. like, like you said, it's like – the cultivation of that is very difficult. I mean, granted, I know it's a weed. It'll technically grow wherever. But with all the alien space shit that they're doing, with all the splicing <laughs> and everything else, it's like all the crazy shit that they're doing. Because like, I've got a friend who's very high involved with uh, medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about all the different strains. And this one's good for this. And this one's good for that. And if you're looking for an upper, you have this one. If you're looking to chill, you got this one. If mm-hmm. you're looking to just like space out like the 70s, here's where you're after. If like if you want to go fucking meet God, like here's this one. You know, <laughs> like there's all these different strains. Right. Which, which is interesting, which is fun. Yeah. Which we should be playing around with, which is a good thing. Because mm-hmm. again, we've got receptors for these. We should be allowed to play around with them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, because hell, we, we had talked about like even like ayahuasca like not too yeah. long ago and like. The idea was that it's it's basically DMT, right? It's it's a much more yeah. potent version of DMT. Uh, no, is it not? No, actually, ayahuasca is a one of the least probably potent versions. Really, the thing is, so you've got there's only two different forms of DMT. You've got dimethyltryptamine, and then you've got the five MEO dimethyltryptamine. Okay, that five MEO is the most powerful psychedelic that's, that's substance. That's what comes stuff, from right? the toad. Yeah. yeah. I do know that there's a certain, it's like an ayahuasca. Um, it's a very similar brew to ayahuasca. It's Ibogaine? made. No. This is only, uh, this comes from, I think, the northern, like northwestern region of Peru, maybe. There's a, a small, like, section or whatever of the Amazonian jungle where those tribes, they used a different plant. Yeah. And when they made it. And they say that that. They, they feel like that is a little bit stronger. Okay. Um, I think it's just the fact that with ayahuasca, the DMT effect lasts for hours. Well, isn't the... Versus if you smoke it, it's 20 minutes. That's what I was going to say. Like, isn't it, isn't it shorter if you do a DMT, but longer if you do an ayahuasca? Mm-hmm. So you would think it would be more powerful if it's longer. Not necessarily, Not necessarily more powerful. Yeah. Okay. Same effect, just much longer duration. Yeah. Much greater duration. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. but, but again, like I'm super excited now that it's legal. But yeah. also, I wonder how long or how much the people are going to drag their feet and make it a pain in the ass. Because I doubt come December seventh, I'm going to be able to just go to a store. I bet it'll be buy, a year before. I'm expecting a year, yeah. a minimum six months before I can walk into somewhere around here and get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there was actually something in the bill about uh, there was like it was like six months mm-hmm. before. Uh, th- there was something in that that specifically stated a timeline. I believe it was six months before any kind of licensing will even be issued Yeah. to, like, a legal dispensary. And my question is, is who's regulating that? Uh, and what I mean by that is, like, is it the ATF? Is it the DEA? Is it the fucking no. Girl Scouts? Like, State. Cause, yeah, as far as the ATF and the DEA are concerned, those substances illegal. are still legal. Yeah. 100%. So it's got to be a state state agency that's yeah. regu- that regulates it. What or agency? Oh, I'm sure it's some special board that they set up. I'm just curious if any one of you guys knew. I, yeah, I don't know specifics. I'm I'm assuming. I'm just guessing. Yes. They, the state that's... probably sat down and they put together a group of people then said, okay, this is our marijuana regulations board well, for I, the state think, of Ohio. I and, think that was kind of in the bill. Like I don't remember specifically, but I think it was something about how it's going to create this regulation like part of it so they're going to create either mm-hmm. some sort of a board or a regulatory like asset where they can say yeah. hey we're going to be talking to all these dispensaries mm-hmm. but then again i hope the ones that are already set up for selling you know medical marijuana will be the first ones obviously to be set up because they've already got a brick and mortar place mm-hmm. they're already dealing with it they're already growing it so now it's just a matter of getting a permit so they can sell it to everybody without a medical card right and you would figure that would be a pretty straightforward process but again I'm sure people are going to drag their feet. Straightforward is cheap, though. <laughs> it doesn't make other people lots of money. <laughs> that's, that's a true story. But I, I think the, the sales tax alone should be great for the state. I oh, mean, yeah. And I think people would be more than happy to pay what? the extra sales tax and not have it come from the cartels. Right. Where it's it's made illegally. It's made with all kinds of crazy chemicals that are killing the environment. And you hear about all the mm-hmm. stuff going on in California and the national forests where the, the cartel members are just killing all the plants and wildlife around it using these nasty chemicals mm-hmm. to grow all this shit. You know, you're just fucking smoking that. Like, stop buying illegal weed. Stop it. Right. Like, go get the legal shit. Even if you got to go illegally get it from a different state. Like, I think that's going to be so much healthier for not just you, but also the environment and mm-hmm. the you know population and everything. Yeah. I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to smoke just to get high. That's fun. Sure. But that's not the primary reason that I do it. I do do it primarily for its medical benefits, right? So I want to be able to get the exact same thing. No different than I can go to Bueller's or any drugstore and buy Tylenol. And yep. I know exactly what that pill inside of that bottle is going to do every single time. Yeah, and and not, it's the same amount. It's the same ingredients. Exactly. So <laughs> I want to be able to do that with marijuana, just like I can with alcohol. Right. Yes. I know that Bud Light is this percentage of alcohol, and if I drink three of them, it's going to affect me in this way every single time. I would say you should Pretty step much. your game up and go some Modelo Especial. Well, but that's just me. Right. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a fan of Bud Light. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking um, lots of Modelo recently, and it's fucking delicious. <laughs> but yeah, so I want to be able to do that with marijuana. Like I've found by going to the dispensaries in Michigan, I've, I have found specific strains that I really like. Yeah, when, I know the like how they're going to affect me, and I can go up there every time, and I can get the same thing again and again. Yeah, every once in a while we go up to uh, Chicago. 
with uh, the jujitsu team because uh, my mm-hmm. coach's instructor is up there. So we'll go up there and hang out and train mm-hmm. and have a good time and see their see their team and get some cross training in, go to dinner, just have a good time. A nice yeah. nice long weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we do when we get up there is like most of the guys like are gonna hop in their cars and go to the dispensary. <laughs> you know, and then they get gummies or joints mm-hmm. or whatever, and we'll be like walking around town just fucking spark up a joint. You know, and like smoking a joint, which to me, uh, honestly, I think is way more enjoyable than like those like pens, like mm-hmm. those, uh, yeah, I mean, the I, little I vape them, pen. I, I call them douche flutes, uh, yeah, the vape pen, or whatever they're called, technically. Yeah, but it's like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's much more enjoyable, you know, because again, it yeah. for me, it doesn't burn me as much because I'm not used to it. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's different for me, but I don't know. So it's just, it's just, it's, it's fun, but it's like, it shouldn't be a taboo thing. I don't understand why it is no. such a taboo thing for a lot of people. Corn. Corn will fucking kill you quicker than marijuana will. Say what now? Corn. If I sat down and ate five pounds of corn right now, I'm going to end up in a goddamn hospital. Well, you can say that about anything with that much weight. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, that much hey, of a, a mass. Let's, of... let's be honest. The other day at, the, uh, at a gas station, I saw a two-pound <laughs> Kit Kat. That thing was like the size of a casserole dish. What gas station? No. <laughs> right? uh, I'll get one for you. Yeah, that is going to kill <laughs> you quicker like, than I the saw, marijuana. I saw for that sure. thing. I'm like, holy shit. I need this in my life. <laughs> and like five friends to help me take it down because if not, I'll make myself sick. I'll literally be throwing up because mm-hmm. that is like so bad for you. But yeah, because like a lot of people talk about it, you almost can't even OD on marijuana. No. It's a it's- theoretical. It is purely theoretical the amount of marijuana that it would take to, or amount of THC that it would take to physically OD. 400 kill times your own body weight was the last study I heard. They did it to mice. Yeah, something I, th- I remember. They said it's like you you would have to consume roughly 20,000 pounds of marijuana in like a four hour period. Yeah. Good luck. To, to <laughs> get a high enough level of THC to yeah. potentially kill you. And it's not the THC <laughs> that would even get you. It would be the smoke inhalation. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I know that was a thing with like the old studies. Yeah. Where, they, where they tried to prove that mar- mar- marijuana was bad mm-hmm. because they gave these like monkeys, was it, was, I think they were like gas masks, mm-hmm. and they essentially suffocated them because yeah. Yeah. it was all just smoke. Like, yeah. They couldn't breathe. It's all oh, it caused brain damage and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no shit. Well, no shit, you, dumbass. Right? Yeah. Like, you they fucking do that, you shithead. <laughs> yeah. What do you... What do you think those four guys looked like when they stumbled out the car doors? You know, yeah. the damn thing, hot boxing it, and it comes all the smoke comes rolling out. How many like, times have we seen Joe Jesus. Rogan? He's in there with rappers or whoever. And they're just fucking <laughs> just lighting up one blunt with the next one. It's right. like none of them are fucking dead. Yeah, that you know they do that shit every day. Now there are they they have especially now with it being more and more legal, um, you know, state to state. There have been more studies that um, the two most common. Uh, bad side effects from overconsumption of marijuana um it can fuck with your guts your really yeah it's something because I've, I've even noticed it in myself sometimes like if i just you know if i'm ripping on the bong all day every day for a week or two straight like i'll notice it it yeah Tear my bowel movements up. change interesting yeah, for sure yeah a lot of people get the shits basically you just get diarrhea real bad i think what it is is it just simply that you know, once you you do it so much, you get such a high level of CBD built up within your system. Um, it causes, I think, some of the muscles and stuff to relax too much. Yeah. Which allows things to move through the gut quicker than what they should. Yeah. Um, and the left ventricle enlargement. Okay. I think is what it is. But again, this the, is, or the left artery, the main left like vent, somebody who one coming out of your heart. Um, basically, right. somebody that was to use it on a daily basis for, you know, probably two plus years or more, 
okay, could, could like, start to Because it's easily. interesting because, like, I think society has this idea of, like, what a pothead looks like. And it's somebody sitting on the couch with fucking Cheeto dust <laughs> right. on their stomach and their fingers and just lazy bum, right? And it's like, yeah. I know a ton of super successful, high-energy people that like to smoke. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, it's like how they wind down in the evenings, mm-hmm. whereas most people, what do they do? They come home and they pop some drug that their fucking doctor prescribed them. Like, oh, I'm not a druggie. Really? Because you're popping drugs so you go yep. home to relax. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking drug addict, dumbass. I don't care if it's prescription. You're still a drug addict. Like, <laughs> Or they fucking crack a couple beers or liquor or wine or whatever they drink. Mm-hmm. And that's normal. They just say that. Like, oh, well, that's fine. They're just relaxing. Like, well, yeah, but I know people that'll just smoke a joint on the way home. Right. You know? And like, that's how they relax. And they yeah. chill. Or they'll come home and pop a gummy. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, go put their kid through the bath and get them put to bed. And by the time the kid's in bed, the gummy kicks in, they're feeling good. And they just chill out in the evening, watch some TV, do whatever, you know, go to bed, rinse, repeat the next day. No big deal. But again, it's like, it's like anything else. And it's like all things in moderation. Like if mm-hmm. you do too much of it, you're like, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But it's like, but all, yeah. all things in moderation. Everything's good in, in the right amount. Including moderation. Because sometimes you got to go crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sometimes, Every once in a while, yeah. you got to do that thing to remind yourself why it is you no longer do that it's, thing. It's kind of like eating at McDonald's. You know, it's like it happened to me probably like six, seven years ago. And I was like, I haven't had a Big Mac forever. This sounds great. I had a coupon, buy one, get one. Like, fuck it. Let's go get a couple of Big Macs. We'll get a couple of Big Macs, large French fry, came home, ate them, had the shits or whatever it was. You know, I was like, oh, this is why I don't eat this stuff anymore. It's fucking horrible. Right. Like, I'm guilty about fast food. Like, I I do enjoy fast food. I don't eat it nearly as much as I used to. But I I used to. It it would be uh, when I was stationed in South Carolina, you know, work eight to ten hours for the Marine Corps that day, get off work. I'd go straight to the gym, two to three hours in the gym. I'd get out of the gym, jump in the car, and on the way home, I'd go straight to uh, McDonald's. Double quarter pounder with cheese, add Mac sauce to it, large fry, <laughs> large drink. Solid. <laughs> and I did. I know that like there was like a two-week period where I did that every single day for two weeks straight. <laughs> yeah, but I think you realize very quickly it's like why you don't do that anymore. Yes. Nowadays, yes. I don't do the fast food as much anymore because of the freaking pocketbook. Well, that because too. not too long ago I went to Taco Bell and I spent twenty dollars. I got four fucking things. Jesus. I was like, oh, I could buy a fucking steak for this. What the fuck am I doing? Right. So it's. I actually just had Taco Bell today for the first time and. I can't even remember when Uh-oh. I was I will admit, Taco Bell breakfast, man, that shit slaps. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was it? The, the old movie Demolition Man. You know, it's like all the restaurant wars that happened, like the only restaurant left was Taco Bell. I'm like, that's the kind of future I can yep. live in. Like, that, you know, that is my guilty pleasure. I fucking love it. Issue two passing. Um, how busy you think Taco Bell is going to oh, be now, man? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be one on every corner in Worcester. <laughs> Thank right. Chili cheese burritos, yeah. baby. That was my stoner food of choice. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I truly hope that the the people in uh, in politics get their shit together, start throwing out these permits. They get places going up soon. Mm-hmm. They get you know, entrepreneurs starting to like, hey, like I want to run a weed shop. Like I can do this. And let them let them open up. Give them license to do so. Don't just say, oh well, no, you gotta apply for this and that, and then do this and that. Jump through all these hoops. And, oh, sorry, you didn't get it. We don't have any left. We'll let you know when the next one comes available, which is when the next one dies. Right. But it never will because this only place fucking people can mm-hmm. go. It's it's so ridiculous. So the amount of overhead that was required for you to even apply for. A license to open a medical dispensary was just insane. Which is why there's only like these mega companies that are doing it because they're the only ones who can afford to do so. 
Well, yeah, you had to have. I believe you had to have well over a million. I think it was closer to one and a half million. They're like liquid in capital, in capital, yeah. and in a few other things. Yeah, uh, is a that's about the figure that it came out to be able to apply for the license. Just that's just to apply for the license. Yeah, like you had to be able to prove that you had that those assets available, which is just crazy. But yeah, but. When so, well, most of the people that I know would be able to open a little mom and pop place and they would run that a hell of a lot better than these large oh, dispensaries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, on the other side of that is the banks. You know, none of the banks would were willing to work with uh, right. people who were just getting into the marijuana industry because... But luckily, I think we're through enough of that. And at least mm-hmm. there's some that will. I mean, even like national banks. Sure. Local yes. banks are going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah, federally, that they is- passed... There was some law that changed or something. I remember... Something got changed here recently that is allowing banks can now, you know, they 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 can legally work with the um, which is they're, good. They're allowed to the do credit card processing now. Yeah, because making those an all cash business 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 is a bad idea. Mm. Those places get robbed so fast. Like, well, not only that, but uh, cash. Uh, What's well, a bad hike. idea for the government? No. They're not going to get near as much of their tax money. It's also bad for the business, <laughs> and the reason why I say well, that yeah. is because. Uh, businesses that are very cash driven are the easiest ones to launder money through. Right. So like uh, car washes and strip clubs mm-hmm. and laundromats are some of the three you most mean, you mean rated not, businesses. Those, those aren't mob fronts? Those are legit businesses? I thought they were all just mob fronts. That's mattress. the mattress stores. <laughs> mattress, <laughs> yeah. mattress is the drug the drug trafficking front. Mattress stores. Oh, that's funny. I mean, fuck, just go, go up by where I live, north end of Worcester, man. We've got... I can think of three two. right off the top yeah, of my head or three. that I could almost throw a stone and hit yeah, from yeah. my apartment. Yeah. Like how many mattresses how many you motherfucker mattresses buy? Right. Like, <laughs> and nobody's ever in those. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what happens either way. I'm excited. I'm proud of the Ohio yeah. voters. I think they made the right decision for people's freedoms, which mm-hmm. is good. And obviously they're not perfect. You know, they never will be because people are involved. Sorry, the sun's coming into your heart. No, nah, you're good. I'm gonna grab my sunglasses. <laughs> I guess, but uh, I, it just that whole voting thing still kind of bothers me. Right? You understand, like, why the U.S. Constitution has amendments, right? Why they're called amendments? Yes. Because they weren't written down as rights. Because the forefathers believed those to be inherent. If you read that, the, if you sat if down you read and the wrote Federalist out, papers, yeah. Like the idea that we would need the First or Second Amendment to right. them is ludicrous. Yes. Which is which is also funny because most people nowadays aren't smart enough to read the Federalist Papers. I know we've talked about this before, but back in the day, those were just printed in the paper and people would go to the public house and they would have these conversations in their towns and communities. Just rural farmers and you know horseshoers and whatever small business they were running because nobody worked for anybody else. Mm-hmm. They worked for themselves, you know, and it's... But, People always think that because we've gone further that we're more educated and civilized now. And it's like, bitch, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> you know why? Because you got this fucking smartphone in your fucking hands and you can look anything up. You don't have to remember anything. It's like like we have gone backwards. Like we're not mm-hmm. as smart as we used to be. No. Like the, the forefathers were so much smarter than we could have ever imagined to set up. You know, the society that's run the way that it's run. Um, obviously, I think it's at the end of it at the moment unless things drastically change. But to me, the problem is that you've got the people in power going to have to vote themselves out of power and money. It's never going to fucking happen. So it's it's doomed to fail at some point. You know, oh, our so society is definitely going it's just, down It's now. just a matter I mean, of like how long it's going to take every, at this point. Every, um, what's the word, not society, every, yeah, every government, every society that's ever existed. Has failed. Has failed. Yeah. 
And you know what the number one sign was? When that society started fighting about gender. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When gender became a topic, like an issue within that society, yeah, it was after that 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 society ended up collapsing. Yes. The Romans, all of them, every single one. (laughs) And what is it that we're fighting about right now? Stupid. These days? The stupid gender shit. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck, we're so dumb we can't even figure out what the hell we are. (laughs) (laughs) Some people can't. Some. Some some are confused because they want to be special. All right. But... Obviously, it just boils down to the fact that they're not. And it, it is what it is. And they need to realize that. I didn't get their ass beat enough when I was a kid. <laughs> there's, there's some to that, I think, for sure. Right. Let right. the bullying happen. <laughs> Shit. It's going to happen either way. Well, Kids are fucking ruthless. You know, I said that one time to somebody. I said, you know, the world needs bullies just as much as it does heroes. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, you have to understand resistance. Like adversity, that's, that's, right? Yeah, adversity. Yeah. It's, that, it's that accountability side of things. Now... I'm not saying that everybody should be bullied, but I mean they definitely have their place in in time and space because there were certain things that happened to me when I was a kid that involved me being bullied by other people that taught me very valuable lessons to accept myself to uh, to not necessarily care about the opinions of other people's and to stand up for what I believe in. You know, I, I had a brother who uh, was his special needs and he would be picked on and and I didn't stand for that. You know and uh, yeah, sometimes I had to take a couple punches to the face to get my point across to them, but ultimately it it just taught me that sometimes in life you're just going to get put down. Well, people are going to kick you around. There's certain things worth fighting for, and I think that people kind of miss that nowadays. You know, everybody wants to just stay out of everybody's problems. They don't want to get sued. They don't want to see it as an issue, but it's like there's certain things that make a stand for. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's like this is wrong, and I'm not going to let you do that, period. Well, I know, like, my niece. So I got a niece that uh, she's in fourth grade right now. And uh, just last weekend, we were out to dinner with my family, and my uh, little sister said something to me about, you know, putting her through a a self-defense class or, you know, having me teach her some stuff. I guess she's got this girl at school that's been picking on her. (laughs) And I thought about it for a while, and part of me wanted to be like, well, no. Just leave her alone. She'll be fine. She'll figure it out. Right? Because it's, I don't know, it just seems to me like I get that you're the parent and you want to protect your kid, right? You don't want them to experience bad things or mean people and that kind of stuff. But in those experiences are some massive learning lessons, right? That kid that grows up their entire life that never got picked on when they go off to college, what do you think happens the first time a student? bullies them in college or when they become a profession professional unfortunately a lot of them commit suicide they have no fucking clue how to overcome adversity exactly because they never had Mm -hmm. to before yeah i mean so i'm not it's not that i'm for bullying it's not that it's a good thing but there are good lessons that can be learned from it just it's the perspective it's the way that you look at it but also i think that's where like violent sports come into play here right because like me playing football and stuff, it's like I would have had no problem just tackling somebody and taking them down, you know, or somebody who maybe wrestled. You could grab a hold of them, take them down, and control them on the ground. Maybe somebody who's done jujitsu or some boxing or taekwondo or something like that. It's like some of those kids specifically, 
like have so much more confidence in dealing with that kind of stuff. Whereas when things do get rough and, and the, the bully goes crazy, it's like they know what to do. And they, they can handle themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't need to be like defense stuff where you're like talking about, oh, you know, gouge the eyes and rake the right. this and break the whatever. And it's like, oh, fuck off. Like you internet specialist fuckheads. Like, <laughs> Stop the growing. Yeah, yeah, like, like we've, we've all seen these videos of these fucktards who just te- cheap, uh, teach this bullshit sue or whatever they yeah, call it. One you move know. to save you from every street fight. Yeah, but it's like, you know, again, for somebody who's either wrestled or played uh, lacrosse or football or some sort of like a, a physical sport where it's like, oh, okay, I, I think I know what to do. I can kind of handle myself. I might get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. I, I, might, I might get hurt a little bit, but also it's like, was my friend Dave, his dad used to always say, it's like, I don't care if you get in a fight in school. It's like, you don't have to win. But the other guy's got to know they've been in a fight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as, as long as you can do that, like, fucking beef's over. They won't fuck with you again. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they don't want the, they want an easy target. Yep. Well, so my, my niece just came and stayed with my wife and I this weekend. Uh, and it was basically her and her mom had a fight because a uh, situation at school. She was being bullied by this girl. And this girl kept telling her, when you come to school on Friday, I'm going to kick your ass and blah, blah, blah. And, and she didn't want to go to school, and it caused a fight between mom and daughter. You know, mom obviously says, you need to go to school. And she's like, well, I don't want to. I'm afraid. It doesn't matter. Like, it is what it is. You're just going to have to go to school. And it turned into a big fiasco. So to try to alleviate the situation, uh, she came and stayed with us for the weekend. Um, she's a lot closer to my wife because she's becoming a young woman and obviously it's different now i'm a man my wife is obviously a woman and so she's gonna cling to her a little bit more than she's going to me yes um but i and i want to talk to her but it's also not my place to interject myself into a situation that doesn't necessarily involve me um but i wanted to tell my niece like just go to school on monday and beat the shit out of her kick her ass fight back like you didn't sometimes in life you're gonna have to do stuff that's gonna upset the status quo like you're gonna have to do stuff that you're afraid to do you're gonna have to do stuff that you don't want to do and in the end of the day yeah you might come home a little bruised and bloodied but the fact of the matter is, is that you stood up for yourself you did what you believed was right you know and things of that nature and I wanted to tell her like who gives a shit if you get in trouble at school Go to school on Monday. When that girl says, hey, I'm going to kick your ass, you stand up and you put your fucking fists up. And you say, mm-hmm. all right, let's go. Like, it's that's the only way she's going to stop treating yeah. you this way. 100%. Right? For one. And two, you're teaching yourself a very valuable lesson. She's going to, let me rephrase that. She's going to learn a very valuable lesson along the way. Right? Which is that adversity happens and you need to learn how to deal and with it. And if I stand up for myself, usually the problem goes away. Not always. Most of the time. But usually. Yeah. So... I didn't get a chance to say anything to her uh, about it because, again, it's it's a little bit – men have a different way of communicating yes. um, than women do. And I don't know if my wife and her – We're much less yeah. spiteful. <laughs> that too. Um, but it's easy for me to look at her and say, just go fucking fight her. But I've been in fights. Yeah. I've been punched in the face, and I've punched people in their face. It's easy for me to say that. You know, it's easy for me to have that attitude. And I generally think it's easier for men to be able to flip that aggressive switch yes. than it is for women. 100%. It's just in our DNA. Um, but I wanted to just tell her, like, just go fucking fight her. 
But the worst that's going to happen is you might break your nose or a knuckle. But as far as like what this is going to be like a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, that nose is going to heal. Your knuckle is going to heal. That that emotional trauma of a social event is going to fade away. Like all that stuff's going to go away. But the one thing that won't go away is your fucking self-respect and your dignity. Like you're you're standing up for yourself and you're allowing your you're forcing this person to no longer have the option of putting you in this position. Yes. Right? You're taking the power away from them. And that might require busting some skulls. And it may even be yours. But at the end of the day, you, you got to do what you got to do. You know, don't don't be afraid to stand up for what you truly believe in. And sometimes that means, you know getting punched in the face or punching somebody else in their face absolutely you know and i'm not saying violence is the solution well, to every problem no of course not but it's one of those things like you don't want to start the fight but again if if somebody wants to fight sometimes you gotta stand your ground well hey like, yeah. so, i mean sometimes there's like my dad used to always say the bigger man walks away the bigger man walks away i'm like i understand that but there is a time to fucking fight yeah. If he like, has the like, ability to walk away or the option to. Yeah, and, and, and it, <laughs> it always can be. Like, in those cases, you're going to get ridiculed or bullied or whatever. Like, ah, fuck you, I don't care. You know, but, but you can't let that fear dictate your life. And that's what she's doing. Well, and that's what I'm alluding to is now what's, what's going to happen a year from now or five years from now or ten years from now when she's in a relationship with some guy and he's threatening her, if you leave me, I'll kill you or, you know – Blah, blah, blah. That whole fucking spiel. Let, let, let me tell her right now, um, sweetie. I don't, I don't know your name. doesn't matter. But <laughs> if if someone ever treats you like that, fucking leave. Yeah, well. You don't, you don't take that shit from anyone. Trust me. She gets that from me. I, <laughs> I have made that point very, very clear. And I feel bad because she does not have a father figure. A lot of people don't nowadays. And Most people are raised by single mothers, and I believe that is part of the huge problem in today's society. And I agree They don't with have that. a good masculine role model to look up to. So, again, you know, she clings to my wife more than she does me, uh, and that's that. there's no doubt about that. As she should. She, she can relate uh, to her more. She accepts me because she has to. Uh, we get along great. Don't get me wrong. I love her. She loves me, and we... But you can tell that, like, if I'm picking on her or messing with her a little bit, she's kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go away from you and go hang out with you, Courtney. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm not doing it out of spite or anything. She knows it's in it's in a loving manner. Um, but, yeah, if she had her choice, she'd pick her Aunt Courtney over Uncle Ethan. But And that's fine. I get it. Uh, I, I On one of my first podcasts, I talked about learning or teaching her how to make fire. Um, I don't know if you remember that or not. Not specifically, I, no. There were two ways to make fire. There was the right way and then the Uncle Ethan way. And the Uncle <laughs> Ethan way included a gasoline can and, and a torch or whatever. Some but dynamite. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so that the time of her accepting us as equals, like my wife and I, is, is long gone. She is in her early teenage years. She is now becoming a young woman. So I'm I'm – out of the picture, so For to now. speak. For now. Correct. Because you, you'll come back into it later. Absolutely. But it's it's in that weird transitionary period where she is no longer a child, but she's not an adult either. And so she's just trying to figure out her way. And uh, I, I really wanted to have a chance to talk to her about it because I wanted to explain to her that theory, just that idea that, listen, sometimes you just need to knuckle up and fight. 
and again, I'm not saying violence is the answer to, to every problem, but to this particular problem, it's the fucking answer. When you get to school on Monday and you put your shit in your locker and that girl confronts you, you just be ready. Remember, throw from the hip. Power comes from the hip, right? But she's just not that person either. She's not an aggressive type uh, individual, um, which I'm happy for, but it also saddens me a little bit because I would like to see a little more fire behind her just to prevent this kind of stuff from happening. Because, again, what's going to happen a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, when she's in a relationship or working at a job or trying to go to school and there's that level of adversity, you know what I mean? Or what if some guy ten years from now is quote-unquote sexually harassing her in the workplace and because she doesn't have that or she's never had that willingness to fight, uh, to bite back, if you will, she's going to accept it. Well, this is just how it is. This is just, no, it's not. This is not how it is. It's only is because you accept it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I, I want to try to get that across to her while I can before something extremely traumatic happens. I feel like a lot of that comes down to self-confidence. Oh, and I agree. And I the, think the more self-confidence that I have in myself, the, the more I'm going to know and believe that my my choice is the right one, not what that person's telling me to do, yeah. right? Uh, whereas but that also vice takes versa, if I have no and perspective, com- what self-confidence? Yeah. The only way to grow confidence is by overcoming adversity. Yeah. <laughs> so constantly telling your child, no, you can't do that, that is a confidence killer. Yes. Constantly, you know, trying to protect. Yeah, helicopter parenting. That is a major confidence killer. And I feel like to, that's a huge, that's had oh, no. a massive effect. Big on. time. Swoop in and take all the strain away so the kids don't have to deal with anything. And mm-hmm. even when they fuck up, you yell to other people and sue them and yep. your kid out of trouble. It's like, that's not how that's supposed to work. Well, and again, now you end up with those kids you see on, you know, my dad's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You wait till you do my dad. My dad owns this island. Shut the yeah, fuck just, up. Done. Like I should be allowed. I don't to, know, maybe I'm weird, but I, as far as I'm, the only true power is the physical power that you're able to create yourself. You can stand there and wear that fancy suit and tie, and you can tell me that this is your law and that I'm going to have to follow it. When it ultimately comes down to it, bitch, make me. I walk up on that stage and grab you by the throat. Guess who's going to be the the dominant human being in that situation? <laughs> well, the problem is. We have outlawed <laughs> that air quotes here yeah. from our society. Right. I am, again, like we were talking about mutual combat. I am not allowed to have a disagreement with my neighbor and us hop the fence and fucking duke it out and then pick <laughs> each other up, dust each other off and say, well, I guess this is how it's going to be. And I get that it, we can't do that. But at the same time, I feel though there's a lot of people that say, well, I can't do that, which means I have to do what they say. Well, I- like anything else. Like that's what like they just tell themselves. A dangerous <laughs> society is a polite society. True. And if people had to worry about getting their asses kicked, they wouldn't act the way they've been acting. True. So, let's bring it back. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're getting close to the end here. Let's wrap this bitch up. Uh, there is one thing I wanted to talk about specifically with issue two. Mm-hmm. Legal marijuana. Now, I know that with the medical marijuana and your concealed handgun license, that was like a no-go. Can't do it. Doesn't work together. Big problem. Do we know anything about what it's going to be like with legal marijuana and carrying concealed and all that kind of stuff? Is there I feel some like sort I've got a good issues? answer for you. Um, no matter what the legalization of marijuana is, you're never going to be allowed to do both at the same time. 
and that, and that's understandable. But are you going to get in trouble if like somebody comes to your house and they see a bong sitting on your kitchen table and they know that you've got guns or whatever? Is that going to be an issue? Are you going to get in trouble if somebody walks in here and sees your bottles? Well, I'm just I'm just saying like I don't know like I yeah, I, I don't, don't know what the legal ramifications are in your that. private home. There's I don't think there's no, anything they can they say can or do. do. I think um, uh, to caveat off kind of what you were going for there, yeah. I think a lot of it's going to boil down to uh, uh, the situation at hand. It's going to be a case-by-case yeah. basis uh, initially. Um, and basically what it's going to boil down to is, are you currently under the influence of a substance? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Well, then carrying a handgun is a no-no. Um, Which should be obviously uh, – Self-explanatory for Correct. anybody who's competent with firearms. But say, say, let's go to the extreme side of it and say I'm sitting in my house and I'm fucking blazed out of my mind and someone kicks in the front door with a shotgun and they are their intent, their sole intention is to kill me and my family, right? And I defend myself with a gun. I can't imagine that a court is going to look at that and say, well, you were under the influence of some kind of substance. You're, you're, you know, when it's very clearly a self-defense situation, just like alcohol. Mm-hmm. I can be in my house and have a couple beers sitting on the couch, and if somebody kicks somebody in kicks that front door, door yeah. and I have to defend myself, let's just say for the sake of the argument, it is 100% clear black and white self-defense scenario, right? You were 100% justified in your action of defending yourself with deadly force. I can't imagine that a court or a prosecuting attorney or a DA or anything like that is going mm-hmm. to pursue those kinds of charges against you. Because the ultimate, what it ultimately boils down to is that you didn't choose to put yourself in a life-threatening situation. Somebody else did that. Yes. And you simply reacted to it. I think that's what it's going to ultimately boil down to. Okay, that makes sense. The tricky part is going to be having it on your person outside of the home while you're carrying. It'd be no different than me or Dennis carrying, walking up and down downtown Worcester in the Dora place, the designated outdoor refreshment area where you're allowed to walk around with an open container of alcohol in that small section of town because of all the bars and restaurants, you're not allowed to carry while you're consuming alcohol. So, But you're allowed to carry if you've got a six-pack and you're going home. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, as long as you're not consuming. consuming. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, okay, 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 I got it. Like, if I go to the dispensary to pick up my weed on my way home, I can't imagine that it's, unless the establishment itself prevents it, that I'm going to be prohibited from carrying or being armed in that manner. Now, once I get home and, and start ingesting that substance, then that's a different story. Yes. You know, but I think Dennis and I were kind of headed in the same direction with that. As long as you're doing things in a lawful manner, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they're going to pursue some kind of real, well, you had a bong sitting there, even though you domed this dude because he was threatening your family with a knife, shotgun, gun, whatever. Well, now you're going to jail. You know, it's illegal. Well, it's also illegal to fucking drink and drive, but people do that every day. That they do. You know. Okay. Yeah, I don't sense. I don't see it being a huge Okay, cuz I, I just I thought The only a, people that I could see getting in trouble are the are the people that are stupid enough to, well, of you course. know, and there's always, get high and then There's always going to be load those up people, while they go but guess what? They're fucking doing it anyway, whether right. it's legal or not. Yeah, they're already they've been doing it. Let's be real so. honest. Here. So, I just <laughs> yeah. I just thought there was something in there about like medical marijuana. If you had any kind of paraphernalia, like they could literally take your license and your guns from you and i'm like what the nah, fuck? so i know a couple of years ago we went to a little symposium that u.s law shield hosted and they had their lawyer from columbus come up and speak and there was a lot of law enforcement there and that was a huge topic of discussion really the having holding a medical marijuana card and a concealed handgun license 
can you have both at the same time? You know, what was, was there's the a lot answer? of questions. So I, and we is still, it, and, it we, in there, in there, yeah, it was still kind of gray. There I was mean, no clear answer. There was no 100% clear answer, but it was basically, look, you can have a medical marijuana card and use medical marijuana. You can also have a concealed handgun license and carry a concealed handgun. You will never be allowed to utilize both of those licenses at the same time yes. is basically what the, what it came yeah. down to. But, again, that should be reasonable right. for most people, yeah. so that should be no problem. Because, yeah. again, the ones who are doing it anyway are freaking breaking the law and they don't give a shit no matter what. So right. it is what it and is. And now we're going to have legal dispensaries, so it's not like you got to carry a gun to go into the – you know, bad area to buy the shit illegally because yeah. you're worried about getting robbed. You can just go into a fucking – it's no different than getting a damn pizza. Yeah. Literally. As, as it shouldn't be. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, boyos. This was a lot of fucking fun. Absolutely. Yeah, we have, I haven't done a podcast in months. Yeah. It's been so good to sit down with you guys, catch Hell up. Yeah. Uh, I've, been, I've seen you a little bit here and there, but it's been good to kind of just sit down and catch up. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts that you boyos have you want to leave with the people? Like the, the dozens of listeners that we used to have that now is probably dwindled in half or a third. Right. <laughs> the two people that I send the link to. <laughs> so, Dennis, Thanks, Anita, when we re-listen to this later, right. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to do your laundry. Um, <laughs> I guess the only thing that I would want to reiterate on is just be a fucking human being. Be good at it. Be Be good at being a human being. Grow, learn, do what you can to help people out. Uh just try to be better every day. I don't know. I love that. Simple. Sweet. Dennis? So with issue two just passing, as somebody who has been a very heavy consumer of marijuana for several years now, I will tell you, it is not a cure-all drug. Of course like, not. Like a lot of people want to think it is. So don't Those just... Those people are delusional. <laughs> yes. Um, it, is, it is a substance that can be used for benefit do your research. Or, yep. or for not. Like, Figure out if it benefits you and how and utilize it for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, boyos. Appreciate it so much. We'll have to do this again sometime soon. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. And we will see you guys next time. Yeet. Yeah. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>